Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. This is Beyond Confidence with your host, Divya Park. Do you want to live a more fulfilling life? Do you want to live your legacy and achieve your personal, professional, and financial goals? Well, coming up on Divya Park's Beyond Confidence, you will hear real stories of leaders, entrepreneurs, and achievers who have stepped into discomfort, shattered their status quo, and are living the life they want. You will learn how relationships are the key to achieving your aspirations and financial goals. Moving your career or business forward does not have to happen at the expense of your personal or family life, or vice versa. Learn more at www.diviapark.com and you can connect with Divya at contact at diviapark.com. This is Beyond Confidence and now here's your host, Divya Park. Good evening, listeners. It's Monday evening and Divya here. And as you all know, it's one of the favorite times of the week for me because I will be speaking with you. And also today we are going to bring a totally different topic that we have never talked about. So we have Daniel Roberts with us. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Looking forward to our chat. (laughs) Absolutely. So, dear listeners, you know, recently I was at a National Publicity Summit and 
very fortunate to have been part of the media. I was invited as one of the media influencers. And the best part about it is that I get to connect with wonderful people, find out what their stories are. And it's just amazing that there's so many, so many wonderful people. And we, Danielle and I connected and we have her on our show. So she is the co-owner of Boomer Benefits. She's a Forbes.com contributor and she specializes with her agency in Medicare insurance related products with tens of thousands of clients across 47 states. And it's one of the highest ranking agencies and she is a Medicare insurance expert. And of course she's speaking and addressing both agent and consumer groups. And she also writes for several major publications. She has been nominated and named as Outstanding Member of the Year by the Fort Worth Association of Health Underwriters. So as you can see, she brings a wealth of knowledge as well as lots of expertise around health insurance. So this is something health has been talked about so much in our industry. So we are going to bring and maybe we can find out more about the details and listeners as always. And if you all have questions, please jump in. So welcome, welcome, Danielle again. Yes, I'm, ha- I'm so happy to be here and I'm happy to answer any questions from your listeners too, as I know that healthcare can be confusing at any age and is not one of those subjects where you look forward to reading about it. <laughs> so if there's any <laughs> questions out there, hopefully we can clear them up a little more quickly than people having to dig into their insurance contracts. <laughs> Definitely. So, Danielle, you know, usually we start out with childhood, you know, because our stories begin from when we were children and so many times what happens is that you know we just kind of exist as if we are just here so i always like to kind of go back and dig through childhood memories so was there any remarkable moment or any cherished memories that made the person who you are today Sure. Yeah, I have several. Probably the earliest one in as far as entrepreneurship goes is when I was four years old, we lived on a county road that was leading out to a nearby lake. And the fishermen would go back and forth doing their fishing. And so my dad, who was a serial entrepreneur himself, taught me that if we went out after it rained and we collected earthworms, I could sell them to the fishermen the next morning. So that's what we would do. We would go out together and we would collect them. And being a four-year-old little girl, I hadn't learned yet to be squeamish about worms. (laughs) And we collected them and put them in a cooler. And so for a couple of days, we sold them to the fishermen. And that's my first experience earning, I don't know, 50 cents maybe for a tin of those. And I remember that my dad said, now that these fishermen have met you we're just going to put this cooler out here in the morning we're going to fill it and we're going to put a sign saying you know take what you need on the honor system and so every day I would go running out there and I would see that a bunch of money left in the envelope for me and sure enough the fishermen bought the worms and left money because they had met the cute little girl and were supportive of what my dad was trying to teach me and that was really fun it was my first experience about you know working for yourself and also in you know providing a service to someone else who needs it and then receiving compensation for that and so as time went on as a kid 
I was always scouting for opportunities like that. I can remember my brother and I, we would go around and knock on doors in our neighborhood and we would offer to take people's trash out or to wash their cars. That was a big one. We could charge three bucks. We would wash their cars right there in their driveway. And we used that money to purchase things over the years. I remember we bought a trampoline, which my mom didn't want to buy for us because she was worried that we would break our necks. She said we'd have to pay for it ourselves. <laughs> and we we did that in about you know two months. We were able to do that. So it was really um, a good learning experience for me. And I had parents that were really supportive early on in teaching me about finances and how you earn money and that you can't just write a check without earning money to have in the bank account first. And so those entrepreneurial lessons and um, money knowledge just kind of always were with me as I grew up. And Eventually, I decided I didn't want to work for other people anymore and went out and started a business on my own. And 14 years later here, I own a business with my brother that's really successful and we still get to do something that helps people, which is, you know, discussing confusing health insurance and helping people understand which plans and what they'll provide for them and, and making them select a good fit. <laughs> oh, I love the story, you know, and that's that's what fascinates me. And our listeners are already engaging with us. So Kemi asked really a very cute question. Kemi, were you cute as a child? And did that help you <laughs> the sales? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I'm sure I was very cute. And my dad probably planned it that way. Because I remember we had to sit out there the first few mornings and it was really cold and early. And he wanted to make sure that those kids, you know, those fishermen saw the cute little girl. And I'm sure that that probably helped that instead of going to the local bait place, they stopped at this, you know, residential place on their way and bought from the cute little girl. And so it was a good way for my dad to teach me a lesson when I didn't understand that being cute was part of the deal. <laughs> and, you know, as they say that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So yes. likability is one of the key things, regardless, you know, whether you're selling something or interacting with people. So next question is, Jeff is asking, did you value the money you made as a child? Yes, because I remember that my dad taught me, we, we put it in a Tupperware bowl. I can even remember the cabinet that it was in the house we lived at that time. And he, we put the money in there and every day at the end of the day, it went into the bowl. And at the end of the summer, he said, then we could decide where we would spend it. So I valued and understood that the fact that it was growing and at the end of the money, at the end of the summer, I was allowed to decide what I would want to spend it on. And when he asked me, you know, what I wanted to spend it on, I asked him, did we earn enough money to go to McDonald's? So I wanted to go get a Happy Meal. I remember then laughing about it. And I didn't understand why that was funny at the time. But yes, we used the money at the end of the summer to go to McDonald's for probably a year after that. We went for quite a long time on that money. And I understood that, you know, we had earned enough that that I, my goal or the thing that I wanted to purchase um, was being met by the consistent effort and and saving up with those funds. <laughs> um, well, the next question is, Amy's saying, uh, are you still working with your brother? Uh, yes, that's a great question. So we certainly are. And an interesting story about that is when I started the insurance business back in 2004, I originally partnered with two people that I didn't know very well. I was 
a brand new entrepreneur. I was coming off of 10-year career working in staffing and starting a business in a completely different sector and was nervous. I, I was not very confident at that point. And so I met two other people in some trainings and quickly partnered up thinking, you know, three heads would be better than one. And that was a total disaster. I didn't know them well enough to know their work ethic or to know if they would be willing to invest profits back into the business. And so one of the most valuable lessons I learned early in my career was that you really shouldn't partner with anyone that you don't know very well. And that those two things are important to ask, you know, what is a what does a week of work look like for them? Is that 20 hours, 40 hours, 60 hours? And did they need to take money home right then or were they okay to let the money accumulate and go back into the business um, to grow the business? And so after about a year, I bought out both of the partners um, and began talking to my brother about it. He was working as a mortgage broker in Michigan during the refi boom. And he was burnt out on doing that. And I said, you know, I've got this great insurance gig going and I think it's going to be really good and it's a great product and I love doing it and you would be great at this. You should come and do this with me. And it took a few months of convincing, but eventually he left that job and came down and joined me as a partner and actually is a terrific business partner. And I know many people probably think, oh, I couldn't work with family, but we had worked together entrepreneurial wise as kids and we have two completely different skill sets. I'm a journalism and English major, so I'm good at communications. He was a finance and management major, so he's really good at running the show and understanding finances. And so he has been a terrific business partner for me. And we have a business that we own here in Fort Worth, and we um, just recently hired our 50th employee. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we're very excited about it. And it's been a really good run, and it's a fun business. Yeah, you know, nothing like working with family, especially if you can get along, because there's so much power to it. You have that already common connection from childhood, and then you're not thinking about, you know, what family dynamics may be going on. And if something's going on, you're able to circumvent it. So, you know, as you mentioned, you know, there are pros and cons, cons around it. So if, if you can work with your family, great. So congratulations about that. And especially having a 50th employee, I always admire, you know, when entrepreneurs are growing their business. Yeah, I love that part of it too. And it's really fun. One of the unexpected joys of being an entrepreneur is to provide good jobs for other people and to see people thrive and grow. And that part of it is um, something I never knew that I would love, but have really enjoyed as the business has come along. Hello? Hey, are you there? I lost you for yeah. a minute. Yeah, I could not hear you. I hear you so, now. Sorry about that. Okay, so you were talking about that you enjoy the piece of uh, providing jobs and also knowing, right, because you're coming from an entrepreneurial background, so you make sure that your employees are well taken care of. Yes, and I think that's such an important thing too, and you'll you'll be really surprised at how much that 
tugs at your heart when you start building a business and you've got these people committed and they're working with you. You want them to have good employment. And we're always doing things and evaluating, you know, what can we do to make this job better for the people who support us and kind of keep that in our forefront of our minds and and making sure that, that they have something to look forward to every day when they come into the office, not just us. You are absolutely right about that. And Holly, is a, um, and I have to share this, that, you know, I share your passion about generating jobs and whether it's, you know, you hire full-time employees or whether you hire independent contractors, the key is building your business as you're growing and building your team around you. And I've got a team of, you know, 24 to 25 people and just having that camaraderie and building that family is so precious. It's like, I think so that's one of the parts of entrepreneurships that I really enjoy the most. Yes, I totally agree. And, you know, it took us such a long time to hire that first employee for it was just the two of us plugging away for a good five years before we finally hired someone. And then when we did bring someone in, you know, we had to learn that whole thing from the ground up. We had to learn, you know, what was important to people. And one of the things I've really learned over the years is that money is not the thing. It is most important to employees. Um, I'm sure there might be some people it is for, but I've definitely learned a lesson that employees very much want to have a a place at a business where they feel appreciated, where they feel like they can accomplish something, and also with an employer that cares and understands that they have families outside of the office and that they want time, you know, quality time to spend with those people that they love in their lives. And so it's been a really unique and an interesting learning experience to go about figuring those things out. And then once you do figure in them out, being able to capitalize on that and making sure that they come to work every day and they enjoy their job because they have an employer that respects that, you know, people go to work to earn a paycheck and uh, they may not be as fully committed or love the business as much as you do. And you have to know that, that you have to understand that. And, and you have to understand that, that for them, it's imp- just as important that they're able to put in a good day's work and feel good about that and then go home and, you know, share quality time with people that they love. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. And it also goes both ways. It's thinking about, you know, what employees want. And also it's important to bring on the right employees on team because one negative person can toxify the whole culture. So that's yes. so critical to work on both sides, right? It, it has to be that, you know, you have to be a good boss. You got to be a strong person as a leader, you know, that you're doing the role modeling where you're leading by example, as well as bringing on employees who are Mm -hmm. as engaged as you are. So going back to our listeners' questions, (laughs) Holly's asking the question, you know, for your childhood. So did your parents make you wait to spend the money that you earned? (laughs) Yes, they absolutely (laughs) did. They, They let me see that money accumulating up there so that I would feel the excitement about it. And I had to wait until the end of the summer before I was allowed to take any money out of there. And I guess that was probably the point is they wanted me to learn how to save. And and so I didn't have a piggy bank, but I had this Tupperware bowl with a lid on it. And every day we would put our <laughs> quarters in there and <laughs> watch it get more and more full and get to be excited about that. And, um, you know, I don't have children myself, but I if, if I did have kids, 
I think it was a great strategy to teach kids about money and to help them learn the value of money. And I would certainly employ something similar with my own children. Oh, absolutely. I still remember, you know, it was probably around like five or six years old and my dad would make us do chores. And of course, you know, at that age, you don't even know if they're supplementing it. And I had made some money and mm-hmm. he probably added some more money. And then he took me to the <laughs> bank and he opened up a savings account and had me sit down and like explaining a check and all that. And it was so wonderful to see that money in there and yes. seeing it grow over the years. It was not much, but you know, it's just you learn the fundamentals. So, no, that's great, great. It's uh, amazing, like, you know, what you shared. Especially, I love the idea of Tupperwares. It's, like, so visual. It is. And, you know, it's funny because we, those those bowls, they're still around all these years later. You know, Tupperware makes very similar products. And I, I, I sometimes have told my dad, do you remember that little yellow Tupperware bowl? We saved up a lot of money in that thing. And we all have, you know, fond memories of my first little money experience there. You're absolutely right, John. Well, Lester is asking, have you always been your own boss? No, I haven't. So one of the things for me is I always have had a job. I started a job two days after I graduated. I started a local job as a recruiter. My degree in journalism Um, I quickly learned that I wasn't going to be able to work in that field and be able to pay back my student loans. I graduated from Texas Christian University, which is a private university, and I did have some scholarships and grants, but I also had student loans. And so I tried to look at jobs as an editor or a writer, and I think the top offer I had coming out of school was like $17,000 a year working in Dallas, which is about almost an hour away from where we are in Fort Worth. And I was doing a budget and I realized I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to make ends meet, even sharing an apartment with someone. So I started looking at jobs in the business sector and I found a little company that was hiring for a recruiter. And I liked that job, had an opportunity where I would earn not only a base pay, but I could earn bonuses if I achieved certain numbers. And that really appealed to me because I knew I would be willing to put in the sweat equity to be able to hit those numbers. And so when I took that job, it was working for a staffing company of a local entrepreneur here in Fort Worth. And at that time, I was the fifth employee that they hired. And today, that same entrepreneur owns an enormous business here in Dallas-Fort Worth, probably over 100 employees. He was a really good boss and taught me so much. And I appreciate many of the things that I learned now even more than I did back then. But I did that job for about 10 years. And then I was kind of burnt out on staffing. Temporary staffing involves, you know, placing temporary employees on jobs. And sometimes you connect them and you get them all set up and then they don't show up for work. And you have a client then that's angry at you and you're frustrated because you went through all this time and effort interviewing people. And after doing that for such a long time, I just was a little bit burned out. And I, and I knew I wanted to do something on my own, but I just wasn't sure what. It took me probably two years of looking on monster.com and searching through industries and trying to figure out if I started a business, what would I want to do? I didn't want to do something that had inventory or perishables. And so when I found the insurance opportunity, it was the last thing in the world that I would have thought I would be interested in. 
But after I went to, it was a group interview um, that I went to and I left there and I thought, oh, this is it. This is the thing that I can do that when I sell something, I can also help someone. That was really important to me. I, I wanted that warm, fuzzy part where at the end of the day, I could feel good about helping people. But I also like the idea of, and I, and I still love this about insurance and share this with everyone that is possibly thinking about being an entrepreneur. It's such a great field because you can sell a policy and then you service that policy and for as long as the time that that client is on the books, you continue to earn a commission for that policy every month in the health insurance industry. And so you can grow your income, you can scale it very easily by just being a good agent who cares about his or her clients. And it was something that I would have never even thought to consider had I not stumbled into it. But it's been a great career. And I think it's a really um, awesome opportunity for anyone that might be thinking about trying their own business because you can start that business um, even just working with friends and family. You can sell life insurance, homeowners insurance, auto insurance, Medicare insurance, disability insurance. So there's lots of different things you can choose from as well. But you can start off with just um, people in your inner circle and then kind of expand out from there. So it's also very um, it's a low barrier to entry because it's not an expensive business to get started in. Oh, that's lovely. And we have another question from a reader is Marie's asking, how can people start up a business? So what I did here in Fort Worth, because of course I knew nothing about that other than, you know, a little bit about having watched my dad as a kid with his businesses, I actually went online and found the local Fort Worth Small Business Association. And I set up an appointment with a counselor there and went in with my notebook and ready to learn and just said, I want to work for myself, but I have no idea how do I file the paperwork? What things do I need to know? How do I open a business banking account? And that counselor there had several meetings with me completely free. It didn't cost me anything. And most cities have similar small business administration that will give you free counseling to to help you learn the basics. And they helped me through all of that. Some of the things that I had in the beginning and also some of the questions along the way, I would reach back out and call that coach. And, and she helped me with figuring out some of those things. Like, for instance, when you start a business, um, the business does not have any credit history and they can't rely on your personal credit history. So you have to figure out a way to build that credit history. And that was one of the things that I called her back on and said, you know, I applied for this Office Depot card and they turned me down and I can't imagine why (laughs) because I have good credit. How did this happen? And she explained to me, hey, you should go to your bank because your bank can issue you a very low limit credit card because they can connect it to your checking account. And so if you're thinking about doing that, that's the first place I would start because there's a lot of um, good local and often free resources right there in your own city. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you for sharing your experience and introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Jaroni is asking, how long do you need to study to sell insurance? So in our area here in Texas, and it's probably similar in any other state, you can take a three-day prep course. There's a company out there called Kaplan Financial, K-A-P-L-A-N, and they have a university. You can go online, type in your zip code, and you can find the classes in your home area. And I know they offer classes across the nation. And so I went to a three-day in-person course where they teach you everything you need to know to prep for your exam. And I, I send my employees to this course now, and I think it's around $299. It's around $300 for the course itself. And then, of course, you'll pay an exam fee as well. One of the things that you'll learn a lot about if you do a life and health license like me is lots of things about life insurance, but they also teach you about laws like rebating and things where you know you can't bribe a customer to buy a policy by giving them a kickback and a lot of general financial concepts like that. And so I am a complete and total nerd. I studied for about a month after I took the three-day course, which was way more than necessary. I did fine on the exam, but I've learned since then that I probably could have taken the three-day course, studied for a week on my own, and done just fine. So a lot of the people that we send through the course now, that's exactly what we do. We send them through the course. They have the three days that they learn. They have a book that's given to them that these, you can also buy a practice test that comes with that so that they can go online and take the practice test over and over again, which really helps to prepare you for the type of questions you'll be asked when you go to take the exam. And we send them usually a week or two after they take the courses when they go take their exam. And 90% of the people will pass on their first try and the others will generally pass on the second try. I've only ever run across one person that took longer than that. So most of you 
could do the same thing if you were interested in insurance, just take the course. And there's a self-study option, I believe, as well. So if you're someone that learns better at your own home computer, either Kaplan or other companies that do this kind of prep could probably provide that option for you too. Mm-hmm. Well, the questions are pouring in. And Erin has a question. How did you get the startup capital? So I did something that was a little unique. When I left my job, I went to my employer and told him, I'm burnt out, I'm leaving. But I had this one piece that I handled for the company in that job. For me, it was, it was I handled their, in addition to all of my other duties, I handled a workers' comp for them. And that's a big thing in the temporary staffing industry. When you have manufacturing employees, they often can get hurt. And so you've got to have a person that manages all of those things on the workers' comp side. And I had been doing it for so long, I was the only person in the company that had any expertise on it. And so I asked him, would you be willing to negotiate a part-time salary for me if I took this piece with me and I continued to handle it? And I did, you know, five or 10 hours a week and we came to an agreement and I think he paid me, I want to say it was 25000 a year. So I went from a lucrative career, probably making more than 80000 at that time to 25000 which just is just enough to keep the lights on and feed you some peanut butter. <laughs> um, so it was a very <laughs> lean few years there in the beginning, but that really helped me because I had money to live on while I started the agency. And so I put in a very little bit mm-hmm. of capital. I think I put in five hundred or a thousand dollars to start with. And then I, of course, when I was selling health insurance, I started by selling to friends and family. And I also cold called local businesses and just introduced myself, took a sort of girl next door approach and said, Hey, I help, I sell group health insurance. You know, I'm, I'm an eager young agent trying to grow my business. And so when your group health comes around for renewal, will you give me a call? And I would leave my business card. And over a course of a couple months, people did start calling me back when it came up for renewal, they would call and I would help them um, set up that group health insurance and it was um, sometime after that that we gravitated into Medicare and then grew the business from there. But that was one area where I knew I could start the business without needing to buy leads or invest a lot of money to get leads. I knew that I could do the cold calling part, which certainly is not the most fun thing in the world, but it definitely works. So if you're willing to put in the hours, um, you can bootstrap an agency that way. And that's exactly how we got our business off the ground. Well, that's fascinating and it's it's almost that you got to do what it takes to do regardless of which your business you're in and as you said you know pulling the bootstraps up even if you fall down yes <laughs> just get back right. on the course again so holly's also asking could you repeat the name of that course again please yes so they're called kaplan financial it's k a p l a n i think it's kaplanfinancial.com but if you just google that and type in the word insurance. So Kaplan Financial Insurance, it will pull up the website where you can go and see all the different types of courses that they offer um, to get your license. And it's a pretty low investment. You know, you don't have to, like I said, there's no stock or inventory that you have to buy when you have insurance. You're, you're selling a concept backed by a guarantee from an insurance company. So you don't even need to have an office space. You can work right out of your own home in the beginning, which will save you a lot of money not having to, you know, buy furniture and have a lease and all those things. You can just, you know, work for yourself until you have enough income in the business or the need for an office space. 
Mm-hmm. And one more question is before we kind of jump into the Medicare portion is how do you build a business credit? That's a great question. So what we did is my bank gave me a $300 limit secured credit card, meaning if I didn't pay the bill, it was going to come out of our company checking account. And the first thing that we did with that was we went right out and bought some office supplies and then we paid them off in full immediately. So for the first six months, we only charged a few things that we knew we could pay that bill in full at the end of the month. And so for a solid six months, we would charge, you know, 30 or $50 and then we would pay it off at the end of the month. And we would charge another 30 or $50, $70 here and there, and then pay it off at the end of the month. And that took our build business from non-existent to very good credit score in a very short amount of time. And in fact, the company then bumped us to a $1,000 credit card limit and it was an unsecured credit card. And then after that, we were able to pick up another credit card and it's been great ever since. So that's what I recommend. Just charge really small amounts that you know you can pay and pay it in full at the end of the month and do that for several months. And then you'll find that you'll quickly establish enough credit that you can go for bigger credit cards then and even you could even establish a credit line with your bank after so that when the time comes that you do need capital, you'll have better access to it. Mm-hmm. So what made you move towards Medicare? We had clients who were asking me about their parents. So a lot of business owners uh, would be, you know, small group business. There might be two or three employees and an owner or a couple that was owning a business. And I was helping them with their group insurance or individual health insurance. And they seemed like they understood that. And then they would ask me, you know, this seems pretty straightforward, but my mom's getting on Medicare now and man, that stuff is really confusing. No, I can't understand heads or tails of it. You know, do you know anything about this? And I didn't know anything about it. So after someone asked me that several times, several different clients asking me about it, I thought, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here. It must be confusing. Let's go check it out. And what I found was this national beast of a health insurance program that is completely different than people have ever encountered before during their working lives. There's four parts and 10 supplements and thousands of different drug plan options. And I also read that we were getting ready to have approximately 10,000 baby boomers per day aging into Medicare. And when I found that statistic, that's when I said, oh, this is going to be a really good opportunity because the volume will be there for us to grow the business. So we still did group and individual health insurance back then, but we started selling Medicare supplement insurance. And the way that we did that was instead of just immediately talking to them about the supplement stuff that we sold, we took an approach of learning Medicare in and out, really studying it and understanding it. And we would educate our clients first on what their federal health and benefits were all about, what it covers, what it costs, what it doesn't. And in doing that, in helping them to take a very confusing thing and make it more understandable, we were able to gain their trust because we made, it's like we, you could just watch the light bulb go off when finally it made sense for them. And we did that by just explaining things in, in ordinary language instead of insurance speak or Medicare speak, as I call it. We take everything and explain it in simple concepts that people could understand. And once we did that and they understood how their Medicare worked, then they were ready to buy a supplement policy and we would have lots of different options for them and we'd help them find a policy that really fit their needs. 
So that's the approach that we took. And and as time went on and we grew the Medicare business, it quickly overtook all of the rest of the business. Um, and now we don't sell group health products or individual health products anymore. We only work with Medicare products so that we can be the very best at this one thing. I call it niching down. We, we, we picked one niche and just decided to become experts at it. And so that's how we got into Medicare insurance. And, you know, 14 years later, we thought we educate thousands of people on Medicare every month via webinars and videos and a blog and a great website. And I feel really good about that because people tell us, you know, hey, I didn't understand anything before I found you guys, but now I really understand. And that's that part that's so important to me. And I think to a lot of entrepreneurs is you want to be able to make good money at what you do, but you also want to help people as you do it. And and that's the part we like so much about it. Mm-hmm. So can you share, you know, so let's say there's somebody who's going to go get Medicare. Mm-hmm. What should do? let's say if they're not able to like connect with you, you're in Texas and they may be looking for somebody who may be in their area. They want to have a one-on-one connection. So what should they look for in an agency and what should they look for in the Medicare itself and what kind of supplement policies they should go for? I know this is a long question, but I'm just going to go ahead and share it with you. Okay. So the first thing that I would look for is a, reputable Medicare insurance broker in your area. So what I mean by a broker is our agency, we work with like 30 different insurance companies in 48 states. So when someone calls in to us, they can talk to us about what they're needing. We can teach them Medicare, which is pretty much the basic Medicare is the same in every state. And then we help them with the supplemental products. But we're big enough that when they have a question, they call our office, they're going to get an actual live person on the phone. Um, Something that happened to me early on is I used to run appointments in person and be at the kitchen table. And then when I would leave, I would have all these voicemails from clients that were experiencing problems because these are just, when you have a national health insurance plan, things happen. A bill gets coded the wrong way by a doctor and the doctor, you know, this causes a Medicare denial and the client gets a bill in the mail and they don't understand why and they want to call their agent. That's your job. You help them sort through those things. And I quickly learned that I wasn't going to be able to keep running appointments like that and still service my existing clients. So we started doing this, you know, in-house and we sold in our office. So if you were someone, let's say you're in Tennessee, but you really wanted to work with a broker, but somebody that you could meet with in person, you want to find a broker that's local where you can go into their office, not someone that's coming out to your home. I don't like that because you can put yourself in a position where you feel very pressured. It's better for you to go to their local office if you want to meet someone in person, but you want to make sure that they don't just sell for one company. So if, you know, if the only product that they offer is Blue Cross, they're going to make a great sales pitch to you about how great Blue Cross is, but you might be able to get the same policy for $20 less with a different insurance carrier. And that varies by zip code. So it's different in every area. You want to work with someone that's a broker who can quote you all the carriers in the area and let you find the one that has a competitive price, but also matches what you need. To address your second part of your question, when you're new to Medicare, there's really two routes that you can go for your supplemental insurance. There's a traditional Medicare supplement or there's a Medicare Advantage plan. And it's really important that you learn how both of those things work so that you can go the route that matches your needs the best. 
one has a higher premium up front, but less spending on the back end. The other one has a lower premium up front, but more spending on the back end. And you can evaluate those and see which one is really a better fit for you. So if you find a broker who's willing to sit down and teach you the Medicare part, can offer you multiple different carriers so that you can make a good choice, and then familiarize yourself with the differences between Medicare supplement and Advantage plan, those three things will really put you in a good position to where you will be able to make a good decision, an educated decision with the help of your agent. And then when you sign up with that agent, you've got somewhere to call when you have a question. The last thing in the world that you want is to call a big insurance company and speak with someone in a call center that doesn't know you, has never seen you before, and and you're just a, a number to them. It's better for you to work with someone that's a broker and you're a more important client to that person and you can call them for help instead of some 1-800-MEDICARE or 1-800-BIG-INSURANCE company. And those are some of my tips for, you know, working with someone that's really going to be a resource and a help to you um, as time goes on. And when you experience those hiccups, they're there to help you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is really crucial to do your homework and, of course, work with people that you can trust. So Erin has a question for you. Do you have uplines in other states? Yes. So with insurance, when you get when you first get a contract, let's say I want to sign up to sell a product from Humana or United Healthcare or any other big carrier that you've heard of, you can a lot of times the big carriers may, they may or may not do a contract directly with you. They will want you to have an upline. So what that means is they give a contract to a group that's bigger than you that's been doing this longer than you and then that group subcontracts to you. So you get your appointment to sell that product through what's called an upline. And in the beginning, you won't know a lot about the different uplines. You'll try a few and over time, you'll find out the ones that really care about their downline and are willing to help them and ones that you never hear from and and don't help you very much at all. And then, and like, for instance, for us, having done this for such a long time, you know, we started out with a multiple different uplines, but eventually we've narrowed most of our business down to two companies that we have almost all of our contracts through because those companies have earned that business by being so helpful to us over the year. Your upline is someone that can help you when, let's say you've got a tough case that you're trying to push through and uh, and the, the policy gets denied and you're trying to find out why. Um, sometimes you might need to ask for some help from your upline that can get you on the right phone with on the phone with the right person at the carrier who can help you with that. And so that's the kind of thing that an upline provides. Sometimes they also provide training to you about how to sell the products that you're contracting for. And so you want to, you know, research and try a few, and then you'll, you'll begin to work with the ones that treat you the best. Mm-hmm. That said, you know, if people wanted to reach out to you or listen to any webinars or courses you may have, please do share that with us. Oh, sure. So if if this sounds like a career for you that you think would be good, you can certainly go and check out our website. We are boomerbenefits.com because we're helping baby boomers age into Medicare. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, It's my maiden name. So it's Danielle Kunkel, K-U-N-K-L-E on LinkedIn. A lot of agents connect with me there just knowing that I'm a successful insurance agent and they're maybe thinking about getting into the business and they have a few questions. Um, You certainly could reach out to me there and I'd be happy to answer them for you. 
Mm-hmm. And is there any other information that you'd like to share with our audience? If you happen to be someone that is approaching Medicare yourself, you can go to our website and sign up right on the homepage. You can sign up for a free six-day Medicare email course. So you'll get an email, one, one email per day for the next six days, and there'll be a lesson in there. And by the time you finish that course, you'll know enough about the basics of Medicare that you're ready to speak with someone. We also offer webinars that you can sign up for on the website. So if you kind of need a crash Medicare 101, you can sign up for the webinars. They're free and we teach you the basics so that you kind of come away from that knowing enough about how Medicare works that you can start looking into the supplemental products. And so those are two ways that we can help people with just general knowledge and educating themselves before they're ready to sign up for Medicare. Mm-hmm. And let's say, you know, somebody listens to our webinar and they just want to sign up with you. How yes. would they go about it? So on our website at boomerbenefits.com, there is multiple places where you can enter your information and sign up for one of our agents to call you. So no matter what state you're in, we would have someone on our team that's licensed there that would then reach out to you and help you with those options in your state. And of course, if you're someone that would rather just do things by phone, which a lot of people like that, you can call our office at 817-249-8600. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, hopefully you got uh, all the information. And as we near the end of the show, if you were to share with people, you know, regardless, like especially around, you know, a couple of tips for Medicare and then a one quick tip for our audience for their health insurance, mm-hmm. you know, as they walk away from here, like what can they implement in their lives that will help them with the type of insurance that they go with. Sure. So a tip for Medicare would be Medicare has different enrollment periods. And right now we are in the biggest one of the year, what's called the annual election period. And so if you're seeing a lot of commercials and you're wondering what's going on, this is the time of year when you can change your drug plan. Or if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you can change those. And sometimes people don't know what they're for. They see the television commercials. They're getting a lot of mail from insurance companies. They're not really sure what that's all about. Well, this is the time when you should look at your drug coverage and decide if you want to keep that coverage or change to a different drug coverage for the next year. You'll have a packet that comes in the mail in September that you can read. It tells you everything that's changing with your plan for the next year. And if you don't like what's changing, like let's say they're dropping one of your medications from the list, now is the time up until December 7th that you can change that. And you would reach out to either your current agent who helps you set up your first plan, or you can also um, call 1-800-MEDICARE, or you could reach out to us. Um, and you would say, hey, you know, here's the plan that I have. What should I do? Do I need to change? I've got questions. I'm not sure. And any of those resources can help you with deciding on a plan for next year. It might be that your current plan will work fine, but it's always something you should uh, review every year. This is the time that you review that. And then for general health care, something that I'm a huge proponent of is are high deductible health plans that are paired with a health savings account. So there are types of insurance where you choose a little bit higher deductible on your plan, but this allows you to open a health savings account, which you can do right at your own bank. And you then can contribute money into that account over the years and it goes in tax-free and then you use those funds to spend on medical and that money when it comes out is tax-free. 
And so it's a great way to reduce your tax burden, but also to create yourself sort of a little medical nest egg. And so when you're contributing money into that every month and that amount of money grows over time and you've never been taxed on it going in or going out, you might find that over the years, you save up a pretty penny in that account. And then when a year comes along that you do have some health concerns and you have to do some spending toward your deductible, you've got that money already saved up. And I love this for people who are getting ready to go on Medicare in the near future, because when you get to age 65 and you enroll in Medicare, if you've got money saved up in those accounts, you can also use it to pay for your Medicare premiums. And so you head into retirement with this lovely little nest egg that's ready to go for the cost of healthcare and retirement. So that's one of my favorite tips about healthcare for people who are under 65 is to get your plan that will allow you to open a health savings account and start your own little retirement healthcare savings fund. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing the tips. And folks, you know, this has been Power Pack Show with a lot of different information. And as always, listeners, you know, thank you for being so engaged and asking questions because when one of you asks the questions and as this live conversation turns into a podcast, you know, so many other listeners are going to benefit from it. So really, really a big thank you. And a big thank you to you, Daniel, for joining us and sharing your insights. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Oh, definitely. And of course, last but not the least, a big thank you to Rebel for making the show possible. So folks, uh, reach out to me you know, as to what kind of stories would you like to hear and be brilliant until next time. Take care for now. Thank you for being part of Beyond Confidence with your host, Divya Parikh. We hope you have learned more about how to start living the life you want. Each week on Beyond Confidence, you hear stories of real people who have experienced growth by overcoming their fears and building meaningful relationships. During Beyond Confidence, Divya Parikh shares what happened to her when she stepped out of her comfort zone to work directly with people across the globe. She not only coaches people how to form heart connections, but also transform relationships to mutually beneficial partnerships as they strive to live the life they want. If you are ready to live the life you want and leverage your strengths, learn more at www.divyapark.com. And you can connect with Divya at contact at divyapark.com. We look forward to you joining us next week, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.